0: You're tuning in to TBD. TBD. Into TBD. To be To be discussed. To be discussed. To be discussed. Welcome back to the podcast, To Be Discussed TBD, and it's your host, May Wu. And this season, we're focusing on all things love, so our perceptions of love, our views of it, what we grew up with, how that's changed and how we give and receive love and just kind of our overall ideals and how that's progressed and so I have a very special guest here (laughs) with me today and we're just going to dissect and you know talk about some things. I'm going to let him introduce himself, kind of talk about uh, who he is, where he's from and uh, where he's currently at and what he does.
1: Yeah, well hello everybody. Um, my name is Rocky Collins. I am from New Jersey, East Coast boy through and through, but I currently live in Los Angeles, California. I am a full-time entrepreneur. Um, I own a skincare business called Cali Handsome, um, which actually just expanded. So it's not only skincare, but it's also grooming products for guys. Um, and I love it. I love what I do. Uh, and I'm excited to be here talk about you know, the complicated messiness of love and all those (laughs) things that we are all trying to find in this, uh, digital dating age.
0: So I'm curious about like now, what were your perceptions of love while you were growing up?
1: It's so interesting, I guess, because like, I don't know if I really had like proper perceptions of love growing up. My parents relationship has never been, uh, the fairy tale that you would have wanted it to be you know what I mean and I also come from like a very blended situation where I have brothers from like another woman who like we are all the same age and it's just like that whole just like dilemma like my mother and my brother's mother was pregnant at the same time and like there's just like so much like blended stuff going on and I think the relationships that I've seen whether it's between like my dad and my mom like there was definitely like tension there a lot of the times and also like tension between him and my brother's mom like growing up if i've really seen proper love what it looked like in person um i've seen proper parenting for sure like i think my parents are amazing parents they co-parent very well together they are married now um but even still even with that i feel like it was a they had a great partnership on quite a few things but I think when it comes to like love like did I really see real true love Mm -hmm. between them when I was growing up like I don't think I could pinpoint that and point that out Um, so there's that and then I think also growing up in an inner city and trying to like discover who I was and sexuality and all that type of stuff like obviously I didn't see love that looks like Two people of the same gender whether it was like two women or two men or whatever obviously i didn't see that so i don't know i guess most of what i like learned from love growing up was just i guess what i've seen in movies like those little fairy tale ending type of movies or whatever but more often than not like in real life like i don't think i've really seen like proper love especially not in a healthy way um i've probably have seen a lot of toxic love situations And, you know, my sister and all her boyfriends growing up and all that type of stuff. Um,
0: What's your first kind of uh, representation of love that you can kind of pinpoint?
1: I guess I, I just, in my mind, I just envision this vibe of just like such a strong rooted connection. That's like a friendship, but it's like all honesty and all trust and just really wanting the best for another person. I guess that consideration for another person, yeah. even sometimes before yourself.
0: Mm, so, like, kind of uh, being selfless or not always just focused on, on yourself, but really taking someone else into consideration. Yeah. It sounds it, like friendships is where yeah, you're seeing a Yeah, it's really,
1: lot it's that selfless friendship where it's like you just are so innately concerned about the other person's well-being and you just consider them so damn much. Like, that is probably, like, the clearest representation of love that I have in my Mind.
0: do you think that translates easily when it becomes romantic and not just not with the same person, but just does you do you think those qualities and those, like how easy it is when you do it with your friends, does it translate just as easily? I think it
1: gets deeper when it's when it becomes romantic. Like sure, with your friends, like I have incredible friends and incredible friendships, and we are very considerate of one another mm-hmm. and all that type of thing. But I think when it becomes like a romantic situation, that's when it becomes like just, Not, like, overboard, but that's when you really start considering somebody, in a lot of cases, more than you consider yourself sometimes, you know what I mean? You're just, like, you just want them to be good, and, like, them being good makes you happy. Mm -hmm. Like, with our friends, we consider our friends, and we do all that, but, like, at the same time, like, making my friend happy is now my number one goal that's going to make me go to sleep warm and fuzzy at night. (laughs) Like, we're friends, so obviously I want everybody to be good, and I want my friends to be good, but, like, when you're in a romantic situation, there's... You get just as much fulfillment out of making sure your partner is good as if you would making sure yourself was good. And, like, I, that part only happens when it's like in that romantic sphere, in my mind.
0: You no, know, that makes sense. And, and, um, it's, there's more pressures or there's more different. Yeah, there's. <laughs> <laughs> there's definitely a lot of layers right and i was reading this book called all about love and something brooks i can't remember what her last name is but she's talking about um, sometimes in partners you kind of you think of love based off of like how your parents showed you love and i
1: had to break that so, uh, that has ruined a lot of situations for me a lot like i like Honestly, like, you know, no shade to my parents and I love them dearly and I hope they don't take offense to it at all. But like me basing my situations off of what I saw between them growing up probably was is one of the strongest factors and like why all of my past relationships, situationships, entanglements have all failed. Like I am I'm am so sure about that. And I really didn't realize that until I really started doing, like, self-work on myself over the past couple of years and really started pinpointing, like, why did these all these situations, like, not work? Granted, not everything is, like, in our power. A lot of it has to do with, like, the other persons and, like, their maturities and where they are in their journey. But, like, a lot of it, too, we can kind of take on our own shoulders and be like, all right, well, I can't worry about what they did or didn't do. But, like, how was I? Like, did I like snap like why did I snap in this situation or why did I you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and like when I just literally just started just reflecting on things and journaling and just thinking about like love and why this and why that I can tie a lot of those situations back to like I was uh, filtering all my situations through like the love that I seen in my household growing up which I already mentioned before was probably not proper and probably a bit toxic in Mm -hmm. a lot of ways Like, for instance, just an example of that is just like, you know, growing up, what I saw, I saw a lot of arguments. And so, like, in my situations as an adult, like, if I was uncomfortable, like, not uncomfortable, but like, if I had anything and I... Like an issue or If I had an issue or something and I was, like, bringing it up to you, and even if I came across, like, very aggressive or whatever... If you weren't willing to engage with me and, you know, a lot of dudes be like, you know, what? I don't want to argue with you right now. Like, I am not right now. To me, it's like, dang, if you're not willing to argue with me and really help me feel better then like, you don't really love me. Mm. Because like, you know, growing up, I just seen a lot of those aggressive arguments until the situation was worked out so you so only
0: t- love me back if you exactly, join in on the argument. exactly
1: so to me i was like wait you're not willing to do that with me that means you don't love me mm-hmm. A- toxic just toxic but that's like based on the information of what i grew up seeing and what i knew like that's just what it was you know what i mean and like not even for my parents but again my sister who's older than me and her situations with boys like it'd be like these toxic arguments and then you know of course it'd come back to like lovey-dovey cuddles and all that but there was always like these big blow-ups and attitudes and all of that and that like that whole toxic cycle mess like that's we what break i break up to
0: makeup but exactly like that's what i saw
1: as love so it's just like yeah man yeah. that whole past experiences for sure like a lot of my situations
0: but now you reflect on it and you're like actually that's not love
1: oh yeah oh for sure and I I, I feel so much like lighter now and freer. like even when I first started talking to somebody like it's just different there's just like certain things that I'm just like I don't care about as much anymore like I did before like oh my god if you're not like constantly like communicating with me like something must be going on like what are you doing and if I if I have doubts then like It's on your shoulders to prove to me that i shouldn't have these doubts that's how i was before but now it's like no that's some people just have different communication styles and i had to learn that like i might be a communicator that likes to text all day some people just really don't like to text and they're more like just let's just pick up the phone and talk or some people are just like yo i was doing my running around all day that didn't mean i didn't think about you but like i wanted to get my stuff out the way so that way when we kick it we can just fully kick it Mm -hmm. and that's more than okay too you just have to like understand that people have different communication styles people have different love languages like those are all different things i didn't understand back then but like i definitely understand it now and like when i'm when i do start like a a little dating or whatever situation nowadays it tends to just be like so much of an easier flow just i understand myself better at this age being 29 like typically he the other person is usually around the age too so he in theory and hope should understand himself a lot better so it's just like a lot of those toxic patterns have Um,
0: you realized your love languages and how you express oh yeah
1: for sure like i've definitely learned that my love language is acts of service like one thousand percent like it's you know to somebody who has a shit ton of money them spending money on me or buying me a gift might not mean anything it might just be like it literally is not a, a blip But, like, acts of service to me is literally, like, you know, somebody had to take time out of their day to come, I don't know, help you mount your TV on the wall or just whatever. Like, acts of service to me is really, like, a sacrifice because, like, time is something that you can't make more of, which I think also stems from, like, my relationship with my dad. Like, I have such an amazing relationship with my father. It's, like, crazy. And that man will go to the ends of the earth and do whatever for me. And so, I mean, even... I Like, two years ago, I bought a car, but I bought a used car, and I bought it from the East Coast. And my dad was like, all right, cool. I'll drive it across the country for you. And he literally got in that car from New Jersey and drove it to Los Angeles so I can have my car. Right. And it's saying when I bought a car out here six months ago, my dad got on a flight, flew out here, and then went with me to get... Like, it's just... My dad literally does those things for me. So I equate acts of service like that to, like, love. I'm like, oh, no, I know what it's like when a man loves me because I know how it is, like, when my dad loves me. So if
0: their love language, let's say, is not uh, acts of service, is that something you can, like, communicate? Have you, like...
1: Yeah, I think at this point, especially, like, again, like I said, being 29, I have learned, like, so many things can be worked out if you just communicate. Like, if you, you know, I'm not dating currently right now as of you know january 21st of 2021 whatever day this is but
0: catch them quick because uh,
1: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but like i did a couple weeks ago have a conversation with somebody that i was dating before and i like just asked them like yo like what we pretty much had that conversation i'm like yo like what does like proper love look like to you like how do you like to be loved how you like to be treated by like somebody that you're dating pretty much like what's your love language mm. type of thing um and like we literally just had that conversation because you'll just never know of course some things you can kind of pick up on yeah but it's also just like you just never know and in you just gotta talk, you gotta communicate. And by having those conversations, it just makes everything better. Like, you know, for my birthday, roses delivered, teddy bears delivered, popped up with even more roses. Cause again, for me, it was just more about the acts of service and the time and like understanding that he chose to do that for my birthday, instead of just like send a gift or a card with money, you know, but it's like if you don't communicate those things, people will never know, and like somebody be breaking their back to buy you a five hundred dollar gift, and lo and behold, like you just want a hug and them to spend time with you, like
0: right? That's really true. I was telling actually uh, one of my close guy friends, uh, and actually yesterday. And I was like, I think sometimes because we talked about like gift giving and like or or like kind of like acts of service, right? Mm -hmm. Like I I really enjoy like that's one of my love languages, too, because that's kind of how like my parents weren't like the words of affirmation type. They weren't the huggy kissy type. And that's just, like, a lot of, like, Asian cultures, right? Yeah, they just yeah. don't do a lot of that. But they will cut you up some fruit, make you some food. They will bring you stuff. They will buy things. They'll, like, you know, all this stuff to, like, make sure you're good. Yeah, and, yeah. um And, like, I like to bring food that people like whenever. Like, if I'm dating someone, like, oh, I, well, I know you like this, so I'm going to yeah, bring this. Yeah. But then I kind of feel like people get too comfortable and thinking – it's like oh now it's a given oh it's just what she likes to do I'm like no I don't it's not that I like yeah, to go yeah. out of my way to yeah. make or buy or like do something to bring to you yeah. and so I was telling that to my friend he was like you gotta let him know
1: no absolutely <laughs> and I and I, I think that like you know the it's on the responsibility of the person that like you're dating too to just make sure that they're not taking those things for granted and and by extension of that making sure that they're not taking you for granted. Cause again it's just like yo you're not out here cutting up fruit and bringing somebody's favorite f- food for your health or because you and like you just want to or it's your funnest activity but it's like you're doing it because you care about the person and you know they like it so that's how you want to like show love to them and i think you know the other person just needs to remember to be, like, grateful for that, and I think if they do start becoming ungrateful and just kind of started treating it like it's, like, a given, then, like, it might be worth a conversation of, like, yo, you know I don't have to do this. I only bring you that because I know you like it, like, and that is the only reason so it's
0: like, yes, I like doing those things because I know you like it, but what do you do that you know I like? And yeah. it's gotta be
1: I think that's it's all in communication and that's even outside of romantic situations, I just think everything and
0: friendship that's also friendships,
1: a, professional too. relationships, like so many things go left because of miscommunication or things left unsaid and somebody just being like oh well like my love language is acts of service so i expect the other person to just like know that or i expect their love language to also be acts of service and it's like you can't assume you can't expect like if you if you don't articulate yourself or express yourself you can't expect for the other person to just be a mind reader and know what you need and you know and it's also you have to communicate it in the right way like you can't just be like They come in the house and you're like, have this attitude like, oh, I'm hungry and I didn't eat all day, like saying all these things. It's like, no, what you really are trying to communicate is, hey, I haven't eaten and I would appreciate if, you know, maybe when you you were on your way here, you got yourself some food before you came here. Like, I would appreciate if you would have just made sure I was good because I hadn't eaten and I I was waiting on you to eat. But now you ate before me and now that's like an issue to me. Like, that's essentially what the person is trying to communicate. But yeah. the improper way is just having an attitude and throwing, like, a bitch fit or whatever. But you Well, know, when
0: you think of me, but it's like maybe this person didn't intentionally do that. It's just not. Yeah,
1: true. it's just, like, it's, it's, I think everything is worth the conversation at least the first time. It's like, you know, everything is a two-way street. Like, you have to communicate, but you also have to be able to, like, um, listen and want to take into account how the other person feels and everything that they're saying. And, like... Regardless of how small or petty you might feel that it doesn't matter to you, if somebody is saying something that you're doing is bothersome to them, you don't have the right to say that it's not. Mm-hmm. If I tell you that, like, when you do this action, it makes me feel bad, and it just it is what it is, you don't have the right to tell me, like, oh, when I don't think about you and I bring food for myself, that doesn't make you feel bad. You shouldn't feel bad. <laughs> like, it, well, it does, and I'm telling you it does. Right. Like, we have to, one, communicate like clearly what we want in a very like proper and appropriate way without like the mess and the attitudes but we also have to be able to like listen and receive and be like dang like you know i'm not a quality time person but you are I, I was
0: talking to this married couple actually today oh no it wasn't a couple it was just her she was my old co-worker and i was like i gave her this um i remember a long time ago she was like yeah we buy these multi-pack of these seltzers and he loves grapefruit it's the only flavor he drinks so i never get to drink grapefruit but i also like the other flavors so i get satisfaction from all three of these flavors yeah, yeah. but he only likes grapefruit <laughs> so i guess he can have all the grapefruit ones yeah. he's out of town this week so i can have the grapefruit yeah. because she's like it's about the collective is not about because today she wants to try grapefruit, so she's gonna take his grapefruit knowing that he yeah. only likes it's not yeah. that he can really have a choice to like drink the lime or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's what he prefers. See, that's, so.
1: that's, that's a, a proper partnership right there. You know what I mean? Like,
0: and I told her that, and she was like, yes, and now we just buy grapefruit now. Literally, it was like two years later, and she's like, yeah, we just buy grapefruit now because yeah. we, we gotta solve the problem. Here. Yeah, yeah. See, <laughs> I love
1: that. And that's like somebody being so considerate. Like, she was really considering. Him, you know what I mean, and and her choices to drink one of the other flavors, you know what but I mean? But it's like a
0: small thing, but like it could trick. Right. It was
1: probably a bigger deal to him and a smaller deal to her, and like her recognizing that she just like you know was just considerate. And now I'm sure that just like now they can just drink all the sexes <laughs> and
0: so like when you what would you say like was your guidance? So like of course you said seeing how your parents showed love to each other it wasn't the best form of mm-hmm. uh, what love is ideally for you so yeah. what was your guidance and like how was that progression from little Rocky to rocky today kind
1: of yeah um, I think like the biggest push that got me to like knowing that like what I thought before was just or realizing like everything that I had knew about love or learned about love before was absolutely garbage. The real thing that pushed me to that was pretty much like, I've had enough bad experiences, where I'm like, yo, this can't be it. <laughs> like, yo, like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, it has to be better than this. Like, something has to be better than this. You know what I mean? And after having so many just, like, situations that went left, that's what first prompted me to be like, all right, like, I need to just figure out, like, what's not working here? What? Something ain't right. Let me figure it out. So I think it was less of, like, seeing a proper example and more about being like well i don't know what's on the other side of that hill but i know this shithole here is not where i want to be so let me at least get up out of this terrible mindset and just like explore what else is out there because there's got to be better and that's kind of what prompted me to like really start doing like self-work and all that kind of stuff you know like i don't really know i don't have any ideal couples in my head that i'm like oh i love their relationship or like I don't have those people or those older people or even people my age where I'm like, oh, when I see their situation, I'm like, that's the kind of situation that's like...
0: Yeah. What about like... I think we talk about when people say you got to love yourself in order oh, yeah. to give love and receive love from others. Does that resonate with you? Do you believe that oh, that's yeah. true? Oh, yeah.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I, I think that's one of the crucial key elements. Like if you don't love yourself... It's just gonna like, it's gonna show itself in so many ways that are detrimental to your relationship, to your partner. Um, Again, even in my own situations, I think part of my responsibility and like the failed relationships that I've had in the past came from a place of me not fully loving myself and accepting myself for who I am and sexuality and all this other type of things. And because I didn't fully love myself or, was fully comfortable with myself like I it just manifested in like very harsh ways sometimes and in ways that you don't even think about but it like happens and then I've also been on the other side of that where it's like I once I did fully love who I am as a person and did the self-work and just love me and just you know even just outside of like dating preference but just like self-love and loving who I am and Um, the qualities that I have and and the God-given, you know, characteristics and personality and all that, I, even at that point, had dated other guys who were not, like, you know, did not love themselves, were not comfortable with themselves. And, like, that's when I really had the eye-opening experience of, like, dang, when you don't love yourself, that shit lashes out.
0: It shows. It's blaring. Yeah, because
1: it's just, like, you know, you see it in, like, just... I don't know, everything. You literally see it in little things. Like, things will come out in just, like, little arguments. Or, I don't know. Or if you're just hanging out with friends or at and a house party. Shows. Yeah, and somebody might say a comment. And, like, you know, the person who's not comfortable with themselves, they might take it in such a far-left way. I mean, everybody else is like, yo, chill. It ain't that deep. Like, we all laughing. Like, I laughed at it. It's cool. You know, I engaged with it. It was fun. But if you're not comfortable with yourself, like, that person might just, like, take it so far left and get so aggravated, so angry or, like... I don't know. It's just crazy. I mean, and it's even like, it's been something that have like held um, relationships back before. Like, for instance, me being comfortable with myself, like dating a guy who's not comfortable with himself. Like, you know, obviously we go out to restaurants or whatever, and, you know, topics of just like love and romance come up. And then, you know, I've been in situations where dudes start like speaking quietly or they don't want anybody at a neighboring table to like hear what we're speaking about. And it's just like, Just all that insecurities and stuff, I'm like, I'm not going to limit myself in the presence that I bring into any room in any situation. Like, I'm going to walk into this restaurant, me, fully me, speaking with my tone of voice, not with my voice diminished or lowered or whatever. Like, and I'm going to speak confidently and, and, you know, and that just is going to be what it is. But, like, you know, for him to just be so insecure about the conversation we were having for the sake of not wanting other people at neighboring tables who he did not know to hear us it's just like, bro, like, you you are very insecure with yourself and it shows. And now it's holding us back because now I feel like I can't even be free Mm -hmm. and, like, really, we can't even really talk about what we wanted to talk about in the conversation because you... I'm Just like, yeah. Have you
0: dated someone who hasn't really told everyone around them who they really
1: oh, are? Oh, 95% of the men I have dated are not comfortable with themselves. And, you know, I, I have not had great selection um, tastes. And, and I won't say I had, haven't had great selection tastes. I will say this. The reason, I think one of the reasons why I tend to have dated 95% of guys that weren't comfortable with themselves is because I, when it comes to men, I'm attracted to like very strong, dominant, go-getter, hustler guys. and Traditionally
0: masculine type.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So for the most part, those guys have tended to be like very masculine and, you know, carry themselves in a very masculine way and also kind of and which is fine because you could still be masculine and love another guy but like i think to them they weren't fully comfortable in themselves and and stuff and And there's
0: so much like homophobia and a lot of feminism tied to yeah yeah but
1: it's like you know and again you know i haven't really been in like a dating situation in the past like not anything significant in the past like four years so i'm talking about like guys when we were like you know college until like the first couple of years out of college so like everybody's trying to figure themselves mm-hmm. out. They might be at a different point in their life now, but at least back then like they weren't really comfortable with themselves. Um but I don't even remember what I was
0: <laughs> Is that like a deal breaker for you? Like if you can't be expressive of who you are, is that something you're like I can't I can't?
1: Yeah, it's a deal breaker for me now for a couple of reasons. The number one reason is like it took so much out of me, like so. I can't even express how much it took out of me for me to get to the point where I like fully love myself and fully walk in my power and who I am as a person. It took so much out of me to do that that I will be damned if I allow another person to make me take steps backwards. Like nah, if I'm walking down the street and I've been in you know situations with guys, we're walking down the street and we can hold hands or we can walk down the street, we can cuddle, we can kiss in public, all of that. I'm not going back to a situation where the guy were like, we're romantic when it's just us two inside closed doors. But like, as soon as we step on the street or other people's around, we have to act like we're just best friends. And oh, that's my bro, or that's my like, yeah, I'm not going back to that. I'm not going back to any sort of like hiding or. So, yeah, it's like absolutely a deal breaker when a guy is not comfortable with himself. And what sucks is too, oh, this is what I was about to say before. Like, uh, the 95% of guys that I've dated in the past that weren't comfortable with themselves, they were phenomenal men they really were they really were that's why i said i can't say i have bad taste in guys because i've had some incredible dudes in my life but they just weren't comfortable with themselves and like certain elements of that are just it's kind of like one of those for me it's kind of like one of those things where it's like it's up there with like okay whether you and i want children that's an important thing that you can't get a around like if you don't want kids and I know I for sure want kids like that's just the deal breaker because like there's no you know and I think that being comfortable with yourself is one of those things for me where it's like hey you can be the most amazing guy which 95% of them were but like if you're not comfortable with yourself it just doesn't work for me because I cannot go backwards I've done too much work to love myself where I can't go backwards and I also know that like people especially when it comes to dealing with who you are as a person and sexuality and stuff like you have to get comfortable with yourself at your own pace that is something you have to like literally sit with and deal with it's not for fair yourself. for you to wait until
0: they're and ready. exactly
1: it's not fair for me to wait until you're ready because how long is that going to be two years five years 10 years 15 20 years like i have i have you know people that i know who are like in their 40s and 50s, that are still in like these situations with guys, and neither one of them are comfortable with themselves. And now, both of their families, of course, are all like, Oh, you're like 50 and unwed, and blah, blah, blah. But like, they're living these closeted lives for all this time. And I'm like, I would be damned. That's not the love that I want. That's not the love I deserve. And I'm not doing that. So, yeah, it, Because that's they're just...
0: not, they don't feel deserving yet. And you, everyone deserves love. And <laughs> yeah, you feel I'm like
1: you I, for me, it's a basic it's a bare necessity for me now again, because I've seen so many negative consequences of dealing with somebody who's not comfortable with themselves and you know, touching a hot stove for the first time, you get burned. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna keep touching a stove that I know it's hot because I know the consequence, the consequences I'm gonna get burned. and like that's the way I feel with like dealing with guys who are not comfortable with themselves. I've done it three, four times, and every time it's just mm-hmm. like, not to say it ended up the same but it ended period based on the fact that they were not comfortable with themselves
0: were they surprised how comfortable you are with yourself what was that um
1: yeah in a lot of cases they admired it mm-hmm. well, I will say a lot of my beginning situations like I wasn't always this comfortable I've always been more comfortable than they were but I had not always been like fully comfortable um but yeah, they've definitely always been kind of more like an admiration of it. Like, oh, I wish I was that comfortable and blah, blah, blah. But it seemed far away from them. Kind of. I mean, to keep it real with you, I never saw anything that made me feel like they really wanted to change. I think these dudes were very comfortable in like their lives, were like they had their bros and they had their family and people just like didn't know that part about them. and. I think what it is, is they were fearful that their entire life would crumble, which I fully get, because that is exactly how I felt. I, I 1000% felt like, hey, if I start living fully in myself, my family's going to crumble away from me, my career, my friends, like my entire life is just going to shatter. That is the number one fear that you have before you like really embrace who you are. So I get it. But me knowing how like almost insurmountable that feeling is, I'm like, I can't wait for around for somebody to deal with that like that's something that you need to deal with before you like come into my life because i can't that comes with a very dark cloud like cloud thunderstorm rain lightning (laughs) like it comes with a very dark cloud and i have cleared that cloud out of my life and i will be damned if i let somebody bring their dark cloud into my life like i'm just not going for that
0: how did you come to the realization you had to let the people around you know the real you
1: um
0: because that takes a lot of self-love.
1: So yeah, like, no way. I, I, um, I want to
0: know who I really am because...
1: Honestly, it kind of was just like... I guess like a, a natural, like organic, just kind of like rollout of events. Like I never had one of those like, oh, post on Instagram, hey, guess what guys, I date guys as well, blah, blah, blah. Like I never had one of those. It just kind of was more like an organic rollout. And what I mean by that is like... The turning point was like in college, and um, I think I was—I I forget what situation happened, but there was like not like a scandal. Like I don't want to be that—I don't want to be that dramatic. But there was like this thing happening, and a couple people were like questioning like my sexuality and stuff. And I was venting to like one of my best friends about it. And then at some point in the conversation, he was like, "Bro, like, I mean, if all these people keep thinking that like is 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 part of this like true?" And I was like, "Damn, that was the first time anybody ever actually asked me." Like, sure, there was, like, people who were having questions about certain things, because they'd be like, dang, like, well, all these girls want him, and he was dating this girl, but he didn't have sex with her yet, but then he, you know what I mean? So, yeah. of course, people have assumptions based on that, and I was very popular on campus, but in terms of, like, somebody just asking me, nobody's ever done that, and so when my uh, best friend had asked me, it was kind of, it was very easy to answer a question when I was asked, like, honestly, like, it, it, I didn't choke up at the question. I wasn't fearful. I was. It was kind of like a light bulb went off in my head and was like, huh, so this is what it took. It just took somebody to ask, ask me. Ask you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, from there, just like, you know what? Like, actually I do. Like, I do fancy dating guys and like, it just, it is what it is. And then it just was like so normal from there. And then of course there's, you know, the natural organic rollout. I didn't just call everybody on my, like call list in my phone and be like, Master. yo, like, I'm out here, like, I got a boyfriend, like, I didn't do that, but, like, as people came around or whatever, if I, like, reconnected with somebody and we started talking about relationships, like, oh, well, this is my boyfriend right here, and it's like, oh, sure, you got a boyfriend? It's like, hey, yeah, I do, motherfucker. Like, it just natural, yeah, so it just kind of, like, naturally, organically rolled out, but it was crazy, like, it really took just, like, the first time somebody really asked me that question was in college, and cause Cause it was, like, with crazy.
0: like, no assumptions, it was, like, well. You know, like, what is, what do you like? Do you like Yeah, know to it's just like, you you know? yeah.
1: So, I mean, like, with that straightforward question, it just made it so much easier for me because it just, just, just gave the honest answer, and the answer was yes. <laughs> like, right. You know no. what I mean? So,
0: that's like, it sounds like not everyone is able yeah. to feel so comfortable or have people around them that yeah. can let themselves I mean, it
1: problems. also gets to a point where, like, at some point, you just got to breathe like, you know, I think caring around so much in private that is like so just a lot to deal with. You think about like just in any relationships, that's growing up, like you talk to your friends about the people you're dating, they help you figure out situations. Imagine like having all of those situations and then like not talking to anybody about it, but you're just like keeping that inside. You're like consulting. yourself. like it's just. It's just too much. And even like, you know, you walk into a room and you got to worry about like, oh, dang, I can't say I like this over here because then I don't want to raise people's questions or like, dang, like, I really want to wear this button up and kind of like having them button a little bit and feel a little sexy. But I don't want people to be like, oh, like, why is he showing too much? Like, mm-hmm. all of those things at some point, you just got to like breathe and live your life. And like, it really got to a point where it's like, all right, well, you going to live or you mm-hmm. going to like not live it really became very black and white like are you going to live your life for you or are you going to still be like you know basically suffocating yourself feeling like you got the weight on your of the world on your shoulders and it's just like
0: can't even be authentic can't even like yeah you, really you know what's
1: crazy about that where i think the one of the number one things that people fear when it's like being honest with themselves about who they are People think that, like, oh, everything that I've been fighting for and wanting in my life is going to crumble and go away. Like, all my friends, all my family, all my career aspirations, all my dreams and goals, like, they're going to be so impossible now because, like, and the truth, you think that, but the truth of the matter is, like, that's when everything starts soaring. Like, when you really embrace who you are, like, that's when you really activate your superpowers because, like, you're walking in a room as your full authentic self and just naturally the energy and vibe is going to just radiate off of you in such a positive way because you're not harboring any pain like you're really being free and, and being people open feel that
0: right like and i think energy is real and i
1: literally think that's why my life has shifted in such amazing ways and continues to do because it's just like yo i literally walk into a room and embrace my full self and i'm just i'm able to express so much love because i fully love me mm-hmm. and you know what i mean and like i've just been getting that in return from like the universe mm-hmm. and from you know everybody that i come encounter with so it's so crazy like dang, the one thing that I thought was my disadvantage ended up actually being my superpower. And like, I just wish people just knew that. Like, yo, I really wanna talk to anybody struggling with like embracing who they are, not even just with sexuality, but like if you have a different career path than like your parents think you should be, or like you want anything, just embracing who you are fully and authentically is really, and who you want to be, cause you might not be the person that you wanna be yet, you might not have the body that you want yet. You might not have like, you know, just whatever, but like fully embracing who it is you are, who you want to be and letting yourself walk into that fully. That is your superpower. It is not going to be a disadvantage to you. It's not going to make things like create, like more difficult for you. Things really, for me, got super clear. Granted, sure. Like we're still in like a toxic society of cases. So like people with the homophobia and stuff like that might, you know, that might be something to deal with but like the positives far outweigh all that craziness like it like i said before i thought it would be a disadvantage something that like prohibited me from doing all the things i wanted to do when it's actually been the exact opposite it's been the superpower it's been the unlock to allow me to go flourish and do all of these incredible like amazing things that i always wanted to do
0: that's so beautifully said and And maybe, I don't know, but when you experience the barriers and the blockers and the negative people, you have a core group of people who fuck with you and, like, fuck with you.
1: That's what I mean. What's crazy is I didn't lose one person in my life. So it's like when I come across, like, anything negative, and I do get trolls on Instagram now because I have, like, you know, a lot of people that follow me I don't even know at this Mm -hmm. point. Um, So I do have trolls and stuff, but at the end of the day, it's just like, yo, I got my people that rock with me, so I don't care. Like, if if you really don't rock with me based on how I choose to live my life, then quite frankly, you're not my kind of person anyway. You're not somebody that needs to be in my life, that I need to see, that we need to kick it, we need to talk, we need to work. Like, you know what I mean? You're not my kind of person if you're going to be spewing that kind of hate in the world. Because even if I come across a person that I don't fully understand, like, I still don't have hate them like it's just like look like you doing you live your best life and even if I don't necessarily understand or agree with what you're doing I at least agree with you living your best life and so for that I'm gonna support you regardless and it's like you know if people approach me with negativity I'm just like yo like I mean for lack of better words fuck off <laughs> like, <laughs> it just it is what it is right cause I mean they're taking time out of their day and everything yeah, to generate yeah. all this like people say some crazy stuff on Instagram I'm like bro you don't even know me and you came to my page to say this like yo yo it was so unnecessary like you don't know me you came to my page to say this in the comments or send me a message like what is the point and what did you think the end result was going to be i delete my instagram or like you know what i mean i'm yeah. like what
0: like it's you don't
1: have that much power
0: over yeah. my life and my brand and yeah, like all yeah.
1: That stuff. so i don't know
0: so i guess with like that when you do have moments of discouragement you know it sounds like you've come a long way with self-love oh, yeah. and and authenticity and and Who you are, and kind of like know that you deserve a lot more. Yeah, and so, what do you do in moments when you are feeling down and low? How do you pick yourself up? Because you left your job like a very oh, secure, yeah, I know, month <laughs> like bi weekly check, you know, like
1: yes. what do you do in the pandemic? <laughs> yes, in a
0: panty in a panoramic. So, like, I'm like, what do you do in yeah. these moments of discouragement? Because... Like they get the best of all of us. So oh, so for sure, yo. You my about?
1: listen, my best friend, Mr. Egypt Ali, will tell you. I call him, just bitching, whining all the time. Like whenever I have those, mo- that's it's important to surround yourself with like people that really rock with you and see the like strength in you. That see the star in you because like. There's time, I mean, even a couple of weeks ago, like, I hit him on FaceTime, and I'm just, like, yo, just stressing out. I'm like, oh, my God, like, I'm about to launch a new product, but what if it flops? But, like, you know what? Ugh, we didn't hear. like, just all these things I just start stressing about, I got super insecure about, and then I, like, start getting in this panic, like, oh, my God, things are just, like, oh, my God, everything's about to crash. And, like, it was in talking to him, where he was just like, okay, first off, relax. Second of all, look, you're looking at all these, like, things that are not clicking right now, but look at all these things that are going beyond what you could have ever even imagined like you have a whole distribution deal with express that's bringing in checks on a weekly basis he's like
0: reminding you yeah
1: he's reminding me about like all the positive things that are going on in my life and also just reminding me of my strength and power as a person and being like yo you read about something flopping like just look at your like lineage and in history of all the things you've done before like you've never lost when you bet on yourself so why are you so fearful and insecure about that now like you're gonna figure it out and I'm right. like yo you're absolutely right so for me it's going to my friends and the people around me that can remind me um, and also just allow me to talk through and cause it's in these conversations that I figure out I'm like dang bro you right well why did I feel so fear? and then we kinda like unpack those things mm-hmm. and then I can really mm-hmm. figure out like oh well it's because like Maybe I didn't feel super prepared or maybe But for me when on those moments where I'm feeling low, it's super important for me to like have my tribe, the support of the people around me, to be able to like fall back on, like and just have those people just pour into me and remind me, you know, about who I am. And you and got
0: to the root of it, you know, like yeah. you felt Scared about this one thing and it started spiraling, and yeah. then kind of winding it back. Say it's like crazy
1: because I'm like, I'm such an overthinker, too. And then <laughs> my friends would be like, Yo, you stressing about something that may or may not happen six months down the line. Like, do you understand what you just said? Because I'm like, Yo, yeah, well, this month was like a little bit slower, and I know we got the launch next month, but like, when I'm looking at these forecasts, like, maybe in 16 months, I might have to, and they're like, You're the- what, how are you losing sleep over something that may or may not happen in 16 months like you so much can change in a week in a month let alone 16 months so like well, i'm like having those reminders and like holding a mirror up to myself and or holding a mirror up to me that like means all the difference that's why i'm like yo i even posted on instagram today like my success as a person as Callie Handsome, and even like as being comfortable with who I am, like it is as much a testament, if not more, to the people that I have around me that have like poured into me and like continue to like fuel me and you know continue to just pour love into me that have just allowed me to do all these like things. So that's my number one thing when I'm feeling discouraged is going to my tribe. Um, something else that does help actually is I journal and. Yes, I love it. Yeah. It's changed my
0: life.
1: Journaling has changed my life. For one, it's so therapeutic and just helps me work through situations, good or bad, in the present. But what it really helps me too is in times where I'm feeling like just so down and discouraged, I can go back and read past journal entries from like a year ago or other times where I felt like this. And then as I'm reading those journal entries, I'm like, oh, dang, remember when I felt like this low before? couple days later a couple weeks later i got right out of it and like look what happened oh remember when you were stressing because you were like oh you were working in corporate and you didn't like it oh look at your journal post from the month later oh you were well off on your way and you had sold out of a product like so how could you be so down on yourself when you literally have it here hard copy proof of like how you've gotten through every situation that's ever made you down or nervous so the journaling is another thing for me because it's like i'm able to go back and see my own history and like dang, like, yeah, I got through it.
0: Yeah. There's something so amazing about writing it out. And I read this book, I didn't finish it, but it's called the power of now. And mm. there's this, one, I've heard of it, yeah. it's, I, people tell me they read it like over and over again, but yeah. there was just this one gem that I got from it. It was like, right when you're having a negative thought, right? When you're like, it's about to spiral. Like you, you think of something negative, like insecurity or an emotion that's negative. Break it down. Like, why do you No, for this sure. Way? It's why? like
1: super helpful. Like, it's super helpful. Like, most of the times where I journal on the negative stuff, it <laughs> it's either one or two things. It's either like a career move that I'm scared about or whatever, or it's like a boy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, it's like, do you <laughs> works, even like, really want this boy? Like, is this really going to yeah. happen? And you're like, okay. And then you kind of stop like, yourself from spiraling. Yeah. It's so beautiful. I was talking to a coworker today. And she was like, "That you just did a life hack." Because I was telling her about like ever since I learned yeah. that, she's yeah. like, you just hack life. And I was like,
1: "It like journaling really is just amazing. It helped me so much. So going to my tribe and then also like journaling, those are the two things that I go to um, for real, for real. And then also like I keep a lot of quotes, quotes around me. Like I have a quote take oh, to weird. my quotes to my phone. Just like surrounding myself with things that inspire me." Um, my inspo board with people who inspire me that are all doing amazing things. And yeah, just between going to my tribe journaling and then surrounding myself for like inspiration, like in pretty much every turn, every room that I go to, even my bathroom, there's a quote taped on the bathroom mirror. Um, those would be like my three life hacks for, uh, managing those low moments.
0: Oh, I love that. And I just feel like even when I first met you, you generated so much, like, positive energy and love. And we had just met, and I was already like, this guy right here is just, just, like, joy, happiness, and, like, love. And I was really and i i you know i reciprocate energy that's just who i am and yeah, so i was yeah. like oh you show me love i'm gonna show you love so this yeah, is yeah. i am so thankful that you hopped on this podcast i'm so yeah, happy that we were able boring. to chop it up i <laughs> like oh, love you so much
1: yes love you too thank you for having me too like i mean this was cool i which is funny is too like i've done interviews and like podcasts and zoom interviews but they've always been about like something career related or entrepreneurship so i've actually never talked about love and like dating and self-love and all that stuff so like that was pretty interesting but it was it's fun it's kind of
0: crucial in it's, being successful
1: it really is i mean it's it's literally the number one thing in terms of like your confidence and how you move the things you decide to do um and also like betting on yourself and taking that risk.